Ephesians chapter 2 at verse 12 through 14. And then verse 19 says, At one time you were without Christ. You were aliens rather than citizens of Israel and strangers to the covenant of God's promise. In this world you had no hope and no God. But now, come on, read it with me. But now, thanks to Christ Jesus, you who were once so far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Christ is our peace. He made both Jews and Gentiles into one group. With his body, he broke down the barrier of hatred that divided us. So now, you are no longer strangers and aliens. Rather, you are fellow citizens with God's people and you belong to God's household. Come on, give Him glory today. He hath made both Jews and Gentiles into one group. Christ is our peace. He hath made both Jews and Gentiles into one group. With his body, he broke down the barrier of hatred that divided us. A study of the history of the ancient world tells us that none of today's social distinctions, none of today's social distinctions, whether it be racism or nationalism or individualism, all these isms today, none of them are more exclusive, none of them are more iron-fisted than the separation between Jews and Gentiles in biblical times. None of today's social distinctions, and I've only named a few of them, none of them are as exclusive or iron-fisted as was the hatred and hostility and separation between the Jews and the Gentiles in the time of the Bible. The Jews believed that the Gentiles were created to fuel the fires of hell. That's how the Jews viewed the Gentiles. They were fuel. The Gentiles were fuel for the fires of hell. The non-covenant peoples of the earth. So great was the hostility between the Jews and the Gentiles that it was unlawful for a Jew to aid or to give aid to a Gentile woman in giving birth. It was against the law for a Jew to give aid to a Gentile woman giving birth for that would, and I quote from a historian for that would bring another heathen into the world. 
Now, the Gentiles, on the other hand, apart from their animosity for Jews, they actually despised anyone who was not like them. But without a doubt, the Jews topped the list. For in Gentile terms, they were homicidal enemies of the human race. This was the Gentile viewpoint of the Jews, homicidal enemies of the human race. What was the reason for this alienation? Well, the answer is not social, nor is the answer cultural. The answer is spiritual. Both Jews and Gentiles were spiritually alienated from God. Verse 12, part A of our text says, Remember at one time you, Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. He's writing to believers. He's writing to Jewish believers as well. And he's saying, Remember at one time you were without Christ. You were aliens, strangers in the covenants of God's promise. In this world you had no hope and no God. But now... Thanks to Christ Jesus, you who were once so far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. (laughs) Thank God for the blood of Jesus. With his body, he broke down the barrier of hatred that divided us. Paul says that Christ has ripped this barrier of hatred and hostility between the Jews and Gentiles. He's ripped it down by his blood, by his death. And now Jews and Gentiles alike have access to God. Come on, aren't you glad? We're all a bunch of Gentiles up in here, I think, for the most part. And aren't you glad that that barrier has been ripped down? And we now have access to God through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. The answer that was given to these two hostile peoples is also the answer for our world today. And that answer comes when we cross that broken barrier by faith and we come near to God, accepting Jesus Christ and the work that he accomplished on the cross in his death, burial, and resurrection. We come near to God and then near to each other. Those things that would divide us, those barriers that would be between us, racism, for example, and tribalism and all of these things that would keep us divided and keep us separated and keep us apart. Those barriers have been broken. And in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. In Christ, come on, somebody, we are the children, the family of God because of that barrier and those barriers of hostility being broken and brought down. Today, I want to minister part two on our our series, Breaking through barriers, breaking through barriers. Yeah, let's all just give God praise today because barriers are breaking in our life. Things that have kept us and held us, things that have caused us to miss out, things that have caused us to fully pursue, those things are being broken. And I'm believing with all of my heart. You see, in the economy of God, everything grows. In the economy of God, everything moves forward. 
Knowing this, our adversary's desire is to contain us. Knowing that in God, everything, in the economy of God, everything moves forward. And our adversary knows this, and his desire is to contain us. His desire is to keep us down, to put hindrances in our way, to impede our progress, to make sure that we're limited, to make sure that we're divided, to make sure that we're isolated. This is one of his greatest tactics, isolation, putting us barrier, a barrier that isolates us and keeps us from pursuit, keeps us from connection, keeps us from being embraced, keeps us from being accepted. Satan seeks to place barriers before us, holding us back from achieving God's best for our lives because he knows when we break through a barrier, suddenly the way opens before you. He knows this, that when you break through a barrier, suddenly the way opens before you. The unclear becomes clear, right? Lies are replaced with truth. Darkness is replaced with light. Satan knows this, so he seeks to place barriers before us. And to break through those barriers, as we learned last week, first, we must identify the barrier. We must identify the barrier. We must ask the Holy Spirit to work in us. And we ministered this past Sunday on this subject that opening ourselves to allow the Holy Spirit to help us identify the barrier that's keeping us back, the barrier that's holding us from the fullness of what God has for our life, for our home, for our marriage, for our family, for our business, for our ministry, for our purpose in what God has set His hand upon us to do. Identify those barriers. Now today... We're going to look briefly at perhaps the most familiar story in the Bible. And we're going to look at another step, another truth. And this story is found in 1 Samuel chapter 17, and it's the story of David and Goliath. And I'm not going to take the time because I think pretty much all of us from childhood know this story. But you will remember that the Philistines gathered together to fight the Israelites as they had done many times before. But this battle in 1 Samuel 17 was to be different from all the others. And that difference is found in one passage. I never saw this. I never realized this before until preparing for our time together today. What made the difference in this battle with the Philistines than all the other battles that Israel and the Philistines fought is in verse 16 of 1 Samuel 17. And the Philistine, speaking of Goliath, Goliath of Gath, it just sounds bad, doesn't it? The Philistine drew near and presented himself. The Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days 
morning and evening. You will remember Israel is on one side, the valley of Elah is before them, and the Philistines are on the other side, and this valley in the middle, and every morning, 40 days, and every evening for 40 days, Goliath of Gath would present himself, would step forth to present himself, defying the armies of Israel, and challenging the armies of Israel to come and send a man who would fight, and whoever wants the other would be the slaves. If Goliath won, Israel would be the slaves of the Philistines, and so on. I want to look at this word presented. Goliath presented. The Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days. It means to station or place anything so as to stay. This is the meaning of the word presented. To station or place anything so as to stay. It's like a permanent barrier. It's one of the Old Testament Words, when you study it out, that's very close to our English word barrier. To position or place anything so as to stay, to resist by standing against. Goliath of Gath, over three meters tall, nine feet, nine inches, brought the entire nation to a standstill for 40 days by presenting himself. He defied the armies of Israel morning and evening. He called for a man to come and fight. For 40 days, think of it. For 40 days, an army that was prepared to fight hid from fighting. Because of one man presenting himself, stationing himself, placing himself against, positioning and resisting against the people of God, the armies of God. For 40 days, nobody was going out. They were held back from doing what they were trained to do. Instead of having 40 days of power, they were having 40 days of weakness. They would dress for battle. They would go to the battlefront. And as soon as this man presented himself, the Bible says they would run. They were not moving forward. They they would run back to their camp. They couldn't fight because of a barrier named... Goliath. So here's what I want to present to us today. To break through barriers, number two, we know we need to know how barriers are set in place. Well, first we identify the barrier, then we need to know how barriers are set in place. How did this happen? How did this all come to be that the mightiest people on the face of the earth 
are at a standstill for 40 days. How did this transpire? How do barriers, how are barriers placed in our lives? How do we find ourselves facing a barrier? Well, we're going to learn some, some things here for the next few moments. The first way barriers are set in place, once we've identified them, that's good. But, you know, we, we need to know how they're set in place so that we don't have to identify them anymore because they're not there. Amen. The first way barriers are set in place is found in this verse. 1 Samuel 17, verse 8 says, Goliath stood there and he called out to the Israelite troops, Why bother using your whole army? Am I not Philistine enough for you? Think of it. Just listen to this guy. Why bother using your whole army? Am I not Philistine enough for you? And you're all committed to Saul, aren't you? Man, if you start reading between the lines here of what is happening and what is being said, I mean, yeah, shots fired. So pick your best fighter and pit him against me. Barriers are set in place first by what we are told, the things that we hear. You see, to see barriers broken in our life, we have to know how barriers are put in place. And from this story that we've learned from our childhood, listen to this. Am I not Philistine enough for you and you're all committed to Saul? What he's saying is Saul is a weakling. Weakling, he's... Saul is, who is Saul? <laughs> He's nothing. He's a nobody. You're all committed to him. And he's just, his words, his words, his words float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Who said that? Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali defeated most of his opponents with his mouth long before he got into the ring. There's going to be a killer in Manila. I mean, just his words would, were so intimidating. <laughs> the Israelites heard the words of Goliath. They also heard what had been said about Goliath. Now, I want to talk about this for just a few moments. The Israelites heard the words of Goliath, and they also heard what had been said about Goliath. And the people repeated the story. Have you heard about Goliath? He's huge. If you go to fight him, he'll kill you. Have you heard about this guy? There was a story about Goliath. There was breaking news about Goliath. There are stories that we often come to meet, stories from our families, stories from our friends, 
stories from our tribe, stories from our race. Listen, people will WhatsApp about Goliath. People will WhatsApp about Goliath's height. People will WhatsApp about Goliath's achievements. How are barriers set in place in our life? They are set in place by what we hear, what we are told. There is nothing more limiting as what we hear and repeat to ourselves or to others. There is nothing more limiting as what we hear and what we repeat to ourselves and to others. I am certain for 40 days, morning and night, those Israelites were repeating to themselves, even in their tents at night, when they're, they're, they're just having heard in the evening this man's defilement and he's, all that he's saying, and I'm sure they were rehearsing it to themselves in the night. And barriers are being put in, in, in place. We repeat the story so much that a mental barrier is set in place. There's nothing more limiting as to what we hear and repeat to ourselves. And we repeat those stories so often that a mental barrier is set in place. We need to make a choice to speak to ourselves what God says and to declare to ourselves. Come on, to... to begin to declare and to decree what God has to say and to rehearse within ourselves the Word of the Lord. Secondly, barriers are set by what we see happening. Barriers are set by what we see happening. You can imagine how Israel felt with what they saw. Goliath was huge. He was taller. He was meaner. He was more armed, better equipped than any of them. Now there's something really interesting here that in my studies I came to, I came to learn. This is really amazing. When I said he was more armed and better equipped than any of them, I realized that at this time in Israel as a nation, they had no metal weapons. Israel at this time was not using metal weapons. It was only the king. We know that the king had some armor because he tried to put the armor on to David. And we know that the king had a sword because he fit the sword onto David. But Studies reveal that it was only the king and a few others, maybe some of, his, some of his top officers, who were armed. Israel, at this time, did not have metal weapons. The Israelites used mostly primitive weapons, such as farm implements. This is, this is straight out of study. Such as farm implements and household articles. And one, one historian said, sticks and stones. That's why for David, when he went with his 
with his slingshot, it wasn't like in the eyes of everybody, it wasn't like, what are you doing? This was like a weapon. That's, this was kind of like an official weapon. It was, it was sometime after Goliath's defeat that Israel learned how to fashion and use metal weapons. Now, sometimes in previous battles, when they, would, when they would see an enemy defeated, and most often, if you study and you, you'll know what I'm saying is true, many times the way that Israel defeated their enemies was that God got involved. God would go before them. God would chase them. God would destroy the enemies. It wasn't a result of their of their weaponry, but many times when they would come up on the enemy that had been defeated, they would find the chariots or they would find the weapons, but they themselves had, as a nation were using primitive weapons in warfare. So Goliath presents himself and he's armed from head to toe. Apart from being three meters tall, three plus meters tall, he is metallic. He's almost like the Terminator. I, I want you to get that picture in your mind. That's, that must have been how Israel saw him, the Terminator. And he has an armor bearer that's carrying a shield, which was the size of our doors today. The door that you walk through, that's the size of the shield that this armor bearer would carry. We're talking armor barrier. <laughs> And this is what Israel was seeing, the Terminator and an armor barrier. You can imagine the visual of this most fearsome and intimidating barrier called Goliath. And that sets us to the final ways that barriers are set and how I so love and appreciate our time of worship today because in worship we were so encouraged and so blessed. The final way barriers are set is through what we fear will happen. What we fear will happen. Imagine them looking at the Terminator. Imagine them looking at this incredible, fearsome sight and the fear of what is going to happen to us that our days of freedom are quickly coming to an end. We're going to become slaves to the Philistines. When they saw Goliath, they were afraid of the worst because once you see it happening, it's easy to expect it to continue happening. Guys, are you here today? Once they saw Goliath, they were afraid of the worst because once you see it happening, it's so easy to expect it to continue to happen. That's why for 40 days, even though the army was ready to fight, there was no fight in them. What was in them was fear of what's going to happen. But the story changed, everybody. The story changed. David showed up on the scene. And David decided to take on the barrier. To take on the Terminator. Come on. The story changed because David removed what they feared. He took out the barrier. He removed the intimidation. Goliath came down. And I want to say to you, your Goliath will come down. 
Come on, your Goliath will come down. Your barrier will be demolished. The barrier that has stopped you from moving, I decree it's coming down. The barrier that has held you in in a place of of captivity and fear, it's coming down. When David broke through the barrier, what happened? The Bible says the army saw it and they were inspired to break through the barriers that held them back for 40 days. And they began to chase the Philistines and they annihilated them. Come on, David, you know, I was reading this and I, it was interesting when David got to the camp and he brought the bread and the cheese and all of that to his brothers, the Bible says while he's talking to them, the Philistines stepped forth and David saw, in verse 23 of 1 Samuel 17, David saw Goliath. And then the next verse says, then the army saw Goliath and ran. David saw Goliath and began asking about the reward. The army saw Goliath and began to retreat. David saw the army and said, what's going to be given to the man who takes the Terminator out? What's going to be given? Oh, you're going to give the the daughter of of the king will become that man's wife as well as he'll live tax free the rest of his life. He and his family. David saw the reward. He said, righto, let's, let's do this thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. I love 2 Corinthians 10, 5 and 6 from the message. It says, we use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies Tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience unto maturity. Come on somebody. That's what I decree over our lives today. Let's just give Jesus a mighty ovation of praise barriers. I decree your Goliath is coming down in Jesus' name. I decree that you're going forth today under a supernatural mantle of God's power, that God has equipped you, that God has given to you everything that you need by the Holy Ghost through His Word and through the power of the Spirit to break through every barrier that's holding you back in Jesus' name. We choose no longer to fear. We choose no longer to give in to fear and anxiety and worry and doubt. In the name of Jesus, we rise up and we see our God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Our God goes before us to make every crooked place straight. We see our God fighting on our behalf for you need not fight in this battle but stand still and see the salvation of your God God is breaking through for you today in Jesus name Father we want to thank you and praise you as we rise up in faith today that you are a faithful God you make a way where there seems to be no way and God we thank you for these truths and these insights 
knowing how barriers are put into place. God, uh, we right now refuse to embrace any longer those things that have been said to us uh, that will intimidate us, uh, that will discourage us, uh, that will bring us down. God, uh, we no longer choose to listen to the lies of the enemy. We lift our uh, eyes unto you and we listen to the voice of the Lord. We listen to the word of the Lord. We listen to the decrees of God. We choose today, oh God, in Jesus' name, oh, to look unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. We see you as a mighty man of war. Arise, oh God, and let your enemies be scattered in Jesus' name. And we go forth in faith, not fear. We go forth in faith in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. I see them coming down. I see breakthrough in your marriage. I see breakthrough in your family. And everybody said, let's go have a breakthrough week, everybody. Get ready. Starting Wednesday evening, come on. HXP is going to be off the charts. Everybody have a breakthrough week. Barriers coming down over your life and over your ministry in Jesus' name. God bless you.